Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's Cougar Sports with Ben Crennel on ESPN 960 and 94.5 FM. And it's time. For the Cougar Beat, getting the dish from the local reporters that cover BYU sports here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network. Welcome back, Cougar Sports ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ed Criddle broadcasting live from Fat Daddy's Pizzeria, Fat Daddy's Pizzeria. Dot com 223 West Center Street. That's 223 West Center Street. Giving away some free Royal Army brand gear. Giving away some gift certificates. You stop by, get a pie, and uh, talk some Cougar sports with us. We'd love to see you. you got to try out the New York City-style pizza that Fat Daddy's offers. Everything from scratch. All the best ingredients. Say ESPN as you walk in the restaurant. You get eight free garlic knots with your order. If you'd like a delivery, call 801-377-4992. That's 801-377-4992 because moments matter at Fat Daddy's Pizzeria. It's a a family environment. Uh, Obviously, they love Cougar Nation. You should support Fat Daddy's Pizzeria. Before we get out to our Cougar Beat, I got Chad Pritchard, owner-operator of the uh, fantastic location here in Provo. Chad, what was your favorite play of the game? And why from that Baylor game? Oh, that kid, Chase. What's his name? Chase Roberts, baby. Yeah, man. Number 27. Rolled in there. What is he, third string? Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, pretty much because Puka. It goes yeah, Puka he, Gunner. And then there's been some shifting within the wide receiving but he's core. he's always kind of the third receiver, right? Yeah, he's like three, four, five. There's been some competition there for that third spot. Well, that pass, he won it. Yeah, I mean, he comes back and, he, and you know, and he, he rolls. I think he rolled to the, to the, to the left. And he and he passed it over there, and then uh, to the corner you know, of the end zone. It, yeah, baby. corner of the end zone, caught it in stride like a pro. You know, it, I was looking at that, and I thought, man, that was a great. That was a great pass. It was a great catch, right in stride. It reminded me of when uh, <clears throat> when I bring one of my like salad cooks over to work on saute, and they kill it. You know, like, <laughs> then I look at the saute guys, and I'm like. Better up your game, man. I got a salad cook over here, killing it over here in your game. So uh, that should be a warning those two those two guys ahead of him that. Hey, they better step up. Chase is it, man. Chase is the guy. He's nipping yeah. on Puka and Gunner's heels yeah, to take him, some of those targets the, when they get, get back. Get him to the pizzeria. I'll buy him a pizza. Let's I can, go. I can do that now, right? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yes, yes, you can. A little name, image, and likeness. That's Chase right. Roberts. Maybe we'll make I got, our. I got a whole wall here. They used to have a giant Steve Young picture someone bought that is empty. I'm trying to figure out what to put there. Maybe a Chase Roberts style pizza, specialty Let's pizza. Let's, Let's do it. it. Chad Pritchard here on ESPN 960. Let's get out for a Cougar beat. Going to be brought to you by Ruby's Inn, rubiesin.com. Go to rubiesin.com forward slash 960. You get 20% off your stay right there next to Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder of the West. Uh, Kevin Reynolds, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. Hey, Ben. What's going on, man? 
Going good, man. Uh, what, what were your takes, man? What did you think of the atmosphere at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, BYU versus Baylor? I mean, I thought it was a fantastic atmosphere. You, you sell out the game, you sell out the stadium, and I thought um, I thought it was a very good showing from, from BYU's fan base and a little taste of the Big 12. I, I think we definitely got that on, on Saturday night. Yes, we did. Uh, a big taste of the Big 12. Now, Big 12 football, I said, hey, Big 12 football, uh, BYU-Baylor Big 12 football is not the same as maybe Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, or Oklahoma State TCU football. There is a difference there, right? No, yeah, there actually, there definitely is. You, you, you see the way uh, Dave Aranda and B- Baylor uh, built that program in the Big 12, and they've done it. You know, they, they do have offense, and they do have an offensive firepower like We've seen that at times, right, from Baylor, especially last year in a, in a couple of moments. But at the same time, that, that Baylor team is, is built on the defensive side of the ball. Dave Aranda is a defensive-minded coach, and that's a little bit different than what you'll see, you know, from Oklahoma State and TCU and Sunny Dykes over there. Those are offensive-first programs, and there's a lot of different styles. I think the offensive side, is a lot of the time what we hear about and think about when we watch a lot of Big 12 games, and that'll certainly come up in BYU's future, but... Uh, Baylor built it a little bit differently, um, a very well-balanced team. And I think we saw that, you know, 26-20 and double overtime. But I, it was a defensive game, really, for a large portion of that game. It was a defensive game. Chase Roberts. Uh, well, Let me take a step back. I got a love-hate relationship with injuries in college football. On one side, you, you, you're not playing at at your full potential as a uh, as a as an offense or a defense or as a maybe a special teams uh, you know group uh, on, on the other hand the the guy that's on the bench gets a chance to show up and show out and become a hero and that's what happens when uh, w- that's what happened when Chase Roberts got uh, got his name called eight receptions over 100 yards a touchdown this guy balled out your thoughts on Chase Roberts breakout game yeah I mean Obviously, I think afterwards we wrote a story about it on Sunday about how good Chase Roberts was, and, and uh, he gave some interesting tidbits in the game in the in the uh, post game press conference after about how he really didn't know what his role was going to be. He didn't really know if Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney were going to play that much, and so he was going to kind of be kept in the lurch for a large portion of the week. But I think you you talked about the eight receptions, and you could talk about all the plays. But I think the biggest number that sticks out to me from Chase Roberts is he had 15 targets from Jaron Hall in that game. And we talked all about in fall camp how Chase Roberts was a guy who could, could potentially stretch the defense. I thought he had a really good fall camp. Um, he was a guy that could win one-on-one battles. He's a really exceptional route runner, which we, which we all saw in practice. But it's very, very different from practice to actually being in the game and making the leap and also the trust level that Jaron Hole has. I think going into Saturday, right, I think we talked about it off the air uh, just about how Hey, is, is Jaron Hall going to be able to trust guys like Cody Epps and Braden Cosper and Chase Roberts when it comes down to the game? Because with Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney, he had a lot of reps under his belt, game reps, and just trusting those guys, it's a different beast. And especially, and then the first real game that Chase Roberts is, is tested and really relied on is the number nine team in the country in Baylor, the Big 12 champions. And um, so 15 targets, I thought, was a huge showing of of respect and trust in Chase Roberts. And also, it was really from the get-go. I mean, he had two crashes pretty quickly, if I remember, within the first two series of that game. And the first drive of the game, Jaron Hall takes a deep to- a deep shot to Chase Roberts. It was overthrown, but, you know, from there on, I think it kind of established and put trust in that wide receiver core with a lot of the young guys who, who were relied on pretty heavily. Um, so the, the number that sticks out to me the most is, is 15 targets uh, to Chase Roberts. 
It's crazy, man. Uh, no one was really talking about Chase Roberts in fall camp, right? Expecting him to to become a the primary target for Jaron Hall, but uh, it's college football. Next man up, and and you you expect BYU to get out there and compete, and they did, and they won that game. Now, let me ask you this: This is kind of a controversial commentary here i was having this debate with some baylor fans i was having this debate with a few other former players and and uh does byu win that game at a neutral site yeah that's a that's a that's an interesting question you know uh, honestly like this might be a like a, a comment that i don't know how many people agree with but i i tend to think you know college football i think definitely you know where the game is played definitely matters i, I definitely believe that's true but at the same time, I think with the way you look at BYU played the game, and I think defensively, you could talk about the crowd, and the crowd was significant. But at the same time, you got to make tackles, and you got to be defensively sound, and you have to make. At the end of the day, you it comes down to who who makes the tackles and who makes the plays. And I think that that translates. I I don't think there's anything there that you would necessarily say, oh, well, you know, BYU's defense wasn't very good, or you know, I thought BYU's defense was the best we've seen in a long time. So I. Uh, the one thing I think you can point to to say, well, maybe in a neutral state this doesn't happen is the penalties on Baylor. I mean, that is not a team that's normally penalized very often. Uh, I think there was a stat there that the the, uh, the false starts. Um, I think Baylor had five. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Five all season last year or something like that. It might, I might be wrong on that, but you know they had a significant 14 penalties in the last game. Maybe some of those get taken away. Um, so. Certainly there is an argument to be made there, but at the same time, I think the defense, defensive performance from BYU was, was quite impressive and quite holistic. So um, it, it, we'll never know the answer to that question, but we'll see. <laughs> Kevin Reynolds, Salt Lake Tribune here on ESPN 960. Uh, the, the AP poll is in, and BYU is number 12. Is that too high, too low, or just right? You know, I think... I think it's about what we expected, right? I mean, when you beat Baylor and you beat the number nine team in the country, I think you're, you're supposed to have a pretty big jump. They jump up nine spots. I think uh, going into it uh, on Saturday night, we talked about it with uh, with a couple people, and you know, I think the expectation was around 15, maybe it jump into 13, get up to 12. I, I think 12 is probably right, you know. And, and you also have the coaches poll; they're sitting at 14. So I think. That pretty much evens it out, and exactly where you would expect BYU to be after after a after a win like that. Um, but it doesn't get any easier, <laughs> you know. Oregon on the road—that's a tough place to play and a very good team. So, well, you know, it really the ranking is good for a week, but uh, we'll see what happens in in the weeks to come. Kevin Reynolds, Salt Lake Tribune here on ESPN nine sixty. Uh, what do you think about BYU's chances versus Oregon in Eugene? Where are you leaning right now? In terms of the fan attendance, uh, as far as the uh, the outcome, do they get the dub oh. in Eugene or uh, do they take yeah. an L? Eugene, uh, you look, Oregon's still a top twenty five team. They they lost to uh, maybe the eventual national champion in, in Georgia. They got they got stopped, but Georgia's maybe just built different. Oregon may be one of the better West Coast teams. Uh, it was uh, uh, an expanse uh, from. You know, as far as execution and maybe even personnel, uh, the disparity between Georgia and Oregon was noticeable. But uh, Oregon looked uh, like they bounced back a little bit here, and they definitely BYU definitely has a target on their back right now as a top twelve team in the country. Yeah, sorry, I misheard that first question, but uh, yeah, I think I, I think 
right now, I think the biggest thing that BYU has to address going into Oregon, to me, is the offensive line and kind of just tweaking that a little bit. I mean, 83 rushing yards, 2.5 yards to carry. Uh, Chris Brooks held to really 13 carries because BYU really couldn't run the ball effectively. And Jaron Hall was under a fair amount of pressure. So uh, I think that's not really a recipe for success consistently against top 25 teams, especially not on the road. Um, I think Connor Pay. Uh, BYU's offensive lineman, uh, he talked about it earlier today. Kalani Sataki said, yes, you know, we're going to need to make some adjustments on the offensive line to be to be able to run the ball effectively. And I think when you look at BYU's offense, I think where Aaron Roderick really thinks this offense is at its best is when Chris Brooks is getting around 20 carries. We've seen him at 13 and 13 in the first two weeks. But as time has gone on, uh, even last year with Tyler Algier, that running back consistently getting carries and a larger share of the load is really where Aaron Roderick likes to operate. So I think that's something that BYU probably needs to address going into Oregon. And on the defensive side, I think you could say, well, you got to kind of play the same way, but Baylor's, uh, Baylor's offense and Oregon's offense, are, are uh, they're similar and they have a lot of speed, but at the same time, you're right, like stylistically it is a little bit different. So you know, it's a different challenge, um, but I think the most pressing thing going into Oregon is, is really being able to establish that run game and protect Jaron Hall a little bit better. And we'll see, right, with uh, injuries as well. Is Puka Nakua going to return? I don't know. Is Gunnar Romney going to return? We don't know. We'll hear more about it in the next couple of days. Has your pre- I asked you this in the media booth. Has your preseason uh, win-loss projection for BYU changed after the first two weeks? I believe, didn't you say 8-4 and four or 9-3? and three? I can't remember. I, I did say eight and four, right? And I know, like you know, <laughs> that's uh, you know not looking great right now. And but the thing is, <laughs> is um, <laughs> the thing is, though, I, I think I, I think I've thought a lot about this, right? And we're going to have a story coming out later in the week uh, tomorrow. Actually, should be um, about do expectations of the season need to change? And we can talk about the record, right? But at the same time, I think you've seen that BYU now that they beat Baylor. The season and their path to a New Year Six, I think, comes into a little bit of clear focus because, on the one hand, you win a, ma- a major game, but at the second, on the second hand, a lot of what's happened in college football around BYU has helped. Like Notre Dame's lost two games and they don't have a starting quarterback anymore. You look at Oregon; they lost on the road to Georgia, forty-nine to three in the first week. They come back and play really well last week, but you know a lot of the games that you thought maybe weren't that winnable. Um, at least by a lot of metrics, like ESPN's FBI and all that stuff. Now BYU will come in as the higher-ranked team against Oregon. They'll come in the higher-ranked team against Notre Dame. Um, so those games are now, you know, the dynamic of those games kind of changes, and BYU's path to a New Year Six kind of changes. So I think you, you turn it on and kind of say, like, what are the expectations? I think BYU can now realistically kind of control their own destiny to a certain extent. It's not going to be easy. It's pretty much going to still require perfection. That hasn't changed. The standard of that hasn't really changed. But at the same time, I think the expectations, yeah, they naturally change when you kind of leap into the top 15 and all of a sudden you're in the national discussion, right? Like that that just is inevitable in college football. Things change really quickly from Saturday to Saturday. And Connor Pay said today, you know, hey, if we lose against Oregon, <laughs> it goes the opposite way and no one cares. So uh, it's, it's an interesting dynamic in college football, but certainly – Rewriting expectations is on the top of everybody's mind right now. Kevin Reynolds, Sully Tribune here on ESPN 960. Kevin, we appreciate you hopping on for a Cougar beat. Great insight, man. We'll chat with you again soon. Anytime, guys. Anytime.
There you go, Kevin Reynolds, Salt Lake Tribune. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Kevin Reynolds 30 and also reading all this stuff at the Salt Lake Tribune. We're live from Fat Daddy's Pizzeria, fatdaddyspizzeria.com, 223 West Center Street. Stop in, say hello, try out some of their new pies. I like their specialty pies like the Four Horsemen, the spicy marinara, shredded mozzarella, pepperoni, sausage, jalapenos, cherry peppers, banana peppers, fried jalapenos, honey chipotle sauce to boot. Uh, the Miss Bianca is great. The Frankie one I named after Chad Pritchard's wonderful father. Got to try that one, too. Uh, but uh, stop in, say hello. What makes Fat Daddy's Pizzeria unique and uh, so special? Chad. I, You know, it's just the care that we put into it. <clears throat> I, I, I try to see, talk to every one of our guests as they come in. It's harder now than it used to be. Sure. Because uh, we have more guests than we used to, and I've got another restaurant. But uh, I, I just think... It's just about the, the care that we have for it. And, and, and I know that's so cliche. Everyone says, oh, the love that you put into it. No, but I, I just mean to care of the, the restaurant holistically. We, we care really a lot about our restaurant, our guests, our employees, our community. Uh, and, and I think that's the, the most important thing um, that we just that, – that makes our restaurant different is that we're part of this community. Uh, you know, we were born here. We we're we, – you know, our restaurant was, obviously, not mm-hmm. me. But uh, – we, uh, you know, we care about the community. We, we love where we live. We love our, our, our people that we work with, you know, all of our guests. So I think it's the most important thing. That love that. Uh, it, it is a special place. Uh, and it's currently the only place that you can uh, partake of Fat Daddy's unique That's recipes. That's uh, right. Not until, uh, you know, the Orm location. Orm location. Up. That's right. Uh, 93 South State Street in Orm in the uh, Smith's center there there's yeah. a little pizza shop that's been there about 30 years that we have taken over and we're going to turn into a fat daddy's pizzeria uh, we're excited about that it's going to be great so all of those coog fans in north county can now uh don't have to drive so far to get uh, pizza pizza to go so we're pretty pretty excited about it <clears throat> um we're looking forward to getting that done we're looking forward to some great changes coming here to the to the pizzeria on Center Street as well, just some more remodel because we, you know, we had to remodel our location here a few months ago, put in some new flooring. Now we're going to do that in the kitchen as well, uh, so we're excited about that as well. Just some great things coming to, to Provo, uh, Utah County, uh, with with what we're doing. Und, uh, so if you walk into Fat Daddy's Pizzeria, say ESPN as you walk into the restaurant, get free Garlic, garlic knots. knots. Eight yeah. free garlic knots with your order. Real quick, what are garlic knots again, Chad? Garlic knots are, are knots made out of pizza dough, and then we bake them, toss them in garlic butter and herbs and cheese, and uh, it's delicious. It's yeah, they're, it's they're, amazing. They're, you know, your mo- your wife doesn't need to make those rolls, roads rolls anymore, guys. Mm-hmm. Just just come over here, pick up some garlic knots to go. They go Love with it. everything. That was a cougar beat uh, with the Kevin Reynolds, brought to you by Ruby's Inn, rubiesin.com. We'll go to break, but we're live from Fat Daddy's Pizzeria. Stop by, say hello. We'd love to see you. Get some uh, free swag from Royal Army brand and uh, much, much more. We got a ton of giveaways from Fat Daddy's, fatdaddyspizzeria.com. Don't go anywhere. More to get to on a Monday edition of Cougar Sports. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960.